0: Would you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the good words of Scripture coming down to us through the millennia, assuring us that our questions are not new and that your answers are eternal. Bring us, Lord, to a right understanding of what we have heard this morning, that we may embrace it not only with our minds, but with our hearts, and wrap our lives around your truth. This we ask in the precious name which is above all names, that of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So a little boy is visiting his grandfather. Uh, grandmother, excuse me, and um, they're, they're working in the kitchen. Grandma's mentoring him along, trying to teach him some basic cooking skills. And she says to him, hey, go to the pantry and get me a can of cream of mushroom soup. This strikes terror into the child. Because the pantry is downstairs under the steps. And although there is light in the basement, there is no light in the pantry. What is in the pantry are spiders. <laughs> so he goes to the top of the steps, flicks the light on, goes down the steps with much timidity, opens the door, sees the darkness, closes the door and goes back up the steps and says to Grandma, I couldn't find the soup. She said, Honey, it's right inside the door on the right-hand side. I, it's It's dark in there. And she says, don't worry. Jesus will be with you. Little unbelieving, he goes down the steps, opens the door to the pantry again and says, Jesus, if you're in there, could you hand me some soup? (laughs) It's only funny because we all feel that way. (laughs) We all want God to be the great rescuer in the moment. We all want God to take us out of our difficulties rather than give us courage to endure our difficulties and strength to work through them. Why? Why do bad things happen to good people if God is all powerful and all good, why do the just suffer along with the unjust? When we ask that question, from our merely human point of view, which, honestly, I got to tell you the truth here, is not something that modern people alone do. This that kind of question was not invented by 18th century philosophers so they could be handed down to undergraduates and give them a crisis of faith. The oldest book of the Bible, the book of Job, is about that very subject. If God is all-powerful and all-good, why do the just suffer along with the unjust? It would be too much to go into a complete overview of the book of Job today. Suffice it to say that by the time we've gotten to chapter 38, where our reading commences today, Job, who had everything, was a very rich man, has had everything taken away from him by Satan. His friends have come along to very helpfully explain to him why he deserves what he got. They're philosophy professors. Then Job says, well, I think I'll have my say with God. And he stands up and tells God why he didn't deserve what he got and how he's pretty unhappy about it. And then a guy named Elihu comes along to tell Job and his three friends how they're all wrong. This is the point where God comes into the story. When Job finishes his own testimony to God, at the, I think it's the, about the end of chapter 32 or 31, he says, The words of Job have ended. And as Professor Peter Kraft has said, that's the smartest thing he said because now God can get a word in edgewise. And God, when it's his turn to speak, says, who is this that darkens counsel with words without understanding? In other words, who's muddying the waters here with their point of view? And then he starts to say to Job, were you there when I did this? 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 And what he's essentially saying was, even if I gave you an answer to your question, Do you really think you could understand it? I'm a pretty bright guy, but I couldn't manage calculus too. Do I really think I can understand all the plates that God has to keep spinning to make sure that the universe keeps going until everyone has had the chance at salvation? See, when we say, when we ask questions like, why do good people suffer? Or if God is all-powerful and all-good, why is there suffering? When we ask questions like that, here's what we're really saying. We're saying, if I had the kind of power God has, I'd run the universe differently. God's answer to Job is an exhortation to be humble. Understand the limits of your own understanding and trust What you have seen in me by my actions. In the end of the book of Job, Job is not only restored, but he is the only one commended, because while his three friends and Eli who all presume to speak for God, Job talked to God, even if he was complaining, at least he talked to God. And for us who live on the far side of the Incarnation, who have seen the life, death, and resurrection and ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have even more reason to trust than Job did. Whatever our sufferings, what we know about God is that He does not stand in the distance and say, you know what, you have to suffer because I say so and you'll understand someday. In fact, God doesn't even promise that we'll understand someday. What we know in the person of Jesus Christ is that God didn't stand at a distance from the sufferings we all need to go through and indeed endure in order to grow to maturity, but that He submitted Himself to them. Jesus knew what it was to suffer long before the cross where he took the whole of our sins upon himself. He knew what it was to be footsore and hungry and in want. He knew what it was to reach the end of an exhausting day when he put in his best effort and watch all those who had gathered for his preaching leave. He knew what it was to need to trust God in the midst of the direst of circumstances, when upon the cross he said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And today, in our reading from the Gospel, as the storm shook the boat, he's so trusting of his Father that he's asleep in the stern. Don't we all wish we had that kind of peace when the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune assail us? Jesus said that when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. If we know the goodness of a God who will bear our sufferings in his own body and rise triumphant above it, that we might have the hope of eternal glory whatever comes our way. when we cry out, Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? We're failing to recognize who He really is. Because at the cross, Jesus took care of everything that could permanently injure us. Whatever assails us in this life, whatever injuries and scars we bear on our road to maturity, we know because of Jesus the goodness of God And we know his power because if he can still the storms out there, he can still the storms in our heart. It's Father's Day. If you've raised kids, you know what it's like when you have that moment and the thunderstorms are going off like they were two nights ago. And you get that tug at the side of your your bed as the kids want to crawl in with you. I kind of miss that my kids are 15 and 17 and I'll never have that experience again. <laughs> but I hope it's because they're learning to trust their Heavenly Father the, one, the way they one time trusted that I could protect them. Because here's the reality. I can't always. But He always can. If not from the difficulties of this world, from their eternal consequences in the next. Because as a wise person once said, God has the power to still the storm and quiet the waves. But more often, He comes to His children and stills their heart and quiets their fears that they may have the strength to steer the ship in the midst of the waves of this life. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord, as we are all your children, we hear the word today of St. Paul, that today is the day of salvation. Whatever our past lack of faith, whatever our current misgivings and doubts, we know we know that you came to help us learn to set them aside by trusting in you, through our Lord Jesus Christ. May we look upon the cross where He bore our sufferings. In our mind's eye, may we look at Him asleep in the bow of the boat at sea, trusting in Your goodness despite the storm. And may we learn to do the same. Keep Him ever present in our minds through Your Word, present in our hearts through Your sacraments. Present in our lives through the scriptures and our counsel of one another, that we may grow in grace until finally we are across the Jordan in our final port of call and all his promises are proved true. This we ask in his precious precious name. Amen. O God of my heart, not be all else to me, save that Thou art. Be Thou my best thought in the day and the night.